I believe that there is a power contained within our stories. And that power belongs not just to us, but to everyone who hears our story. I'm Amanda Solar, the founder and host of Soulful Connections and the creator of SoulfulLiving.com. Let's grow together and let's connect. Connection. So I am here with the people who are closest to me, I think, in the world, my closest friends. Um, There's not one of you who I met after the age of six. (laughs) And I decided who better to wrap up 2022 and take Soulful Connections into the new year than my closest friends. So I'm here with Roseanne Kowalik Griffiths, Linda Cunningham Hoya, and Lorraine Sethergren Kalchesky. I decided to use the last names that I first knew you with. So, and I'm Amanda Sullivan Solar. So welcome to wrapping it up with the besties. That's what I'm calling this episode. So, hi, guys. <laughs> so, first of all, do you want to just kind of recap how how was your year, you guys? Does anybody want to start out by saying, you know, like what maybe a high or a low or something that you're going to look back on 2022 and think about? I love how none of us are talking. (laughs) Okay. Well, listen, I will tell you. So here's some of my highs. So my highs were, you know, we went to, we as a family went to England and we went to this beautiful medieval town of Norwich. And we saw my daughter who was studying for the year in England. And it was really cool because like I would wake up in the morning and all by myself, because nobody wanted to get up early with me, I would walk to this like 900-year-old cathedral and wander through it by myself. And then I would go to a little tea shop and have a scone and some tea. And it was so enjoyable, I have to say. Um, and another highlight was this podcast it's kind of finding its home and it's kind of finding its voice when I started both the website Soulful Living and the podcast Soulful Connections I was really flying by the seat of my pants and thinking I as you guys know I want to do something I have something to say I have a way of looking at the world I think I can create something that could be helpful and could connect us so I just kind of did it without fully understanding what I was doing and I feel a step closer to understanding what and why I'm doing you know 
this podcast and my website. Um, so those were kind of some of my highs and I had a lot of highs. What about you guys? Um, I guess my, my high, I guess if I was looking at the highs, I would think, you know, go along with what you said in the summer, my brother, he comes up from Alabama every year and we go to Sea Isle and meet them there. Well, this year, Donna and her kids came and it was like the first time in a long time that we were all together at the same time. Mm. So, you know, I started the vacation with COVID. So that was a low point because <laughs> I look forward <laughs> to it so much. So that was a low point because we just had to sit far apart on the beach and wave and talk from a distance. Um, but it was also like a great time that we were all together, which never ever happens, um, that we are all three and our families in the same place at the same time. Um, since my mother passed away, it's probably only happened a couple times, um, just cause you know, she was the one who we got together for. So it was just in a charter there in Alabama. Um, so that's like a high. Um, you know, that that was probably like the best part of the year, even though, like I said, it was also the low from COVID um, that hit pretty hard. So, um, and just the other thing, like with my kids, everybody's in a good place, you know, doing well with what they're doing, um, which is helps my stress level, you know, because you worry about your kids all the time. Like, are they happy or, you know, so that's another thing. I feel like each one, you know, may not think their life is perfect right now. But they're all where they need to be right now, which yeah. that is a good thing for me. I guess I can piggyback off of that then. My high this year was high, but a little stressful, but worked out. So that's the high of it is that uh, my youngest not only had to go through the transition of graduating high school, and all that comes with that, you know, it's, it's a lot to go through and there's graduation and there's a bunch of senior activities and, um, you know, there's the graduation party and all that kind of stuff and can it get stressful, but it all went really well. Um, we were happy with how everything turned out. <clears throat> and then to go from that, which is weird to think that this all happens within the span of a year, your child goes from leaving something that they've, you know, known for, you know, 12 plus years same friends the same routine basically to now having to adjust to going to this college where they don't know anybody and the routine is completely different and even just picking which college would work and then once you do that you know getting them there and getting them settled and hoping that they do well so uh, you know the high has been just being able to transition cj from all the endings of high school to all the beginnings of college where he is now and knowing that he's doing pretty well and he seems to be fitting in great and he seems happy. So that would definitely be big high for us. That's really well put Lynn, because it's so interesting. That's such, it's an ending of something familiar. It's the beginning of something new. And that is like great and wonderful and scary and challenging. And it comes with fear and frustration and excitement and joy. It's kind of like a typical year. I mean, it almost packs like a lot of years in one little period of time. 
It is. There's a lot going on in only a couple months' time when you think of him graduating in June and yet starting college in the end of August, September. That's you're right. It's just it it's a lot. And I think for any family to come through that fairly well off and, and having everybody happy, that's that's like I said, that to me is a big high. Huge. Huge. What about you, Roseanne? Yeah, so our year was stable and that's a high. (laughs) 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 It's really true. Um, You know, just saying just like, just like Linda, Lorraine and Amanda, like all our kids are doing good. You know, the kids are, kids are, you know, we've had some pretty serious stuff and, and nothing this year. Everybody just sort of went about their their life and their business and no trauma really took place this year. It's been a little bit of trauma, you know, but most of mostly uh, with happy endings. So that's, yeah, it's big in my house considering the last few years that we've had, but um, so that's a high. And, you know, I feel like we went from like high to low to high to low to high to low this year, you know, and um, we also had a great, a little vacation with Jeff's family, which was amazing. We rarely, if ever, all get together. And we did that this year. And and, uh, the low is that we didn't do it with my family. You know, we just were not able to pull that together and everybody had, you know, their their reasons why. And that was sort of a low to not, you know, not gather with my family, which we tend to do every year. Um, And then Jeff's uh, aunt who lives out here, you know, she has a terminal cancer diagnosis. She's 83. And and we are her caregivers now. We're just the only family she has left. Um, Jeff's got a super small family. There's, you know, there's not a lot of us, but we're the only ones local. So, you know, that was a real low to think we we really had to um, stop everything and figure out how to deal with all of her situation. But the high to that was we've really gotten close to her. We've really gotten to know her. And she's blessed our lives in ways that we couldn't imagine. And she thinks that, you know, we're blessing her. But, you know, she says all the time when I take her to her appointment, she'll say, oh, this is my niece. You know, she does everything for me. And I say, you know, we have each other is the thing. And that's how it it has come to feel now that we have each other. So that, you know, turned a really difficult situation into something really wonderful. So that's the kind of year it's felt like it's just been, oh, that's bad. Oh, wait, that's kind of good now. And yeah. oh, that's bad. And so it's been this up and down. But but all in all, if I had to summarize this year in one word, I would say it was stable. And that you don't realize what kind of gift that is until things are not stable. Are not stable. <laughs> right. You know, it's uh. funny because as I was thinking about us doing this podcast, I thought, I feel like I've had a decade rolled into one year. Because so much has happened recently in my life that when I look back on that trip to England I'm talking about, I feel like it was 30 years ago (laughs) and it was just last Mm -hmm. April. For me, so November, November 14th, and I know the date because it's my wedding anniversary, um, I was let go from this job I've had for over 30 years. So somebody came in, said, we're reorganizing you. And, and there was a staff of only five of us. So four of the five were let go. Um, we're reorganizing. You're not part of the reorganization. 
And as it was happening, I was kind of like watching it hap happen to me thinking, this is good. You know, I had gotten to a place where I had dreams that I kind of wanted to pursue and I was really ready. I didn't know how to extricate myself and this kind of did it. And, but subsequently I've had, you know, these days where I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm planning the future. We're working on some exciting projects and programs. And then I have days where I go, oh my gosh, this was 30 years of my life. I created things. I created programs and publications that were felt like mine, but they're not mine. You know, I created them for this organization and there's kind of a, a loss that comes without and a sadness. There's people that I kind of, you know, trusted and that didn't go so well. And then I have to kind of wrestle with those feelings. But then at the same time, I think, you know what? If if everything didn't happen the way it happened, and if people didn't handle things the way they handled it, I wouldn't be in this situation that I am right now, which is in a place where I'm excitedly kind of pursuing new growth and new ideas. So it's been a lot to process in just a couple of months. And I really am feeling like, wow, this has been a year. And I know what you are saying, Linda, when you talk about even with your son, that end of something, the beginning of something, the joy of it, the sadness of it, the opportunity, the loss, it's its all kind of maybe a microcosm, you know? So with me, I've been thinking a lot about what do I want to leave in 2022? What do I want to just kind of say goodbye to? And for me, I kind of want, you know, I was telling my children. So I sat in a room in my office where people were saying, hey, we're reorganizing. You're not part of it. And of course, what they're saying is you're not relevant, you know, so I'm hearing, okay, you, you know, we don't see you as innovative. Maybe we don't see you as a leader. So what happens is I, it gave me the opportunity for me to say, well, what do I see? You know, I'm not really relying on these two people who are, you know, sitting across from me right now. And what I want to leave in 2022 is any lack of belief in myself any, any, um, aspect of myself that tells me that I'm not completely marvelous. So I've decided I want to leave behind anything that reduces my marvelousness. <laughs> and I think everybody should kind of join me. If there's ever a moment where you are doubting, you know, your light, um, you know, don't doubt it anymore. Don't dim it either. You know how sometimes we, I don't know, for me, sometimes I've spent some time like dimming it or kind of not sharing all that I can share. I'm going into 2023 going, here it is. And I'm just going to kind of blast into it. So 
what do you guys want to leave behind in 2022? I mean, I guess that I would, because I did think about, you know, as the year ends and some of it is, I, and I don't know if this is right, my hesitancy. There's things and like mm. with what you're doing, that, that really resonates because there's things that I've thought about, like I mentioned stuff to you that I've thought about for years, basically. So that like, I'm like, okay, why do I keep hesitating with things? And it's my own self-confidence. That's what holds. And it's not just that. It's like other things. Like I'll be like, I want to do this. I want to reconnect with this person, um, which is also one of my things I want to change is, you know, reconnect more. Like I'm not good at staying in touch. Um, and it's my own like self-confidence, I think, that holds me back. But that's the thing. I want to leave my hesitancy behind and just kind of go for things. Like if there's something I want to do where I'm thinking about, like, just go for it. What have I got to lose? I love that, Lorraine. Can I just tack on to that? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I just wrote leave behind hesitancy. I, I love okay. that. I really do. Because I think the, the one thing also, when I look about lessons, when I look back and think about lessons that I learned in 2022, and even 2021, I started to say, yes, you know, I had spent a lot of years saying no. And for many different reasons, you know, some of the time it was because I had a commitment to my family and I couldn't do what I always wanted to do. Sometimes I thought, well, if I say yes to this, this other person might feel threatened by that. So I got to make sure that everybody around me is feeling comfortable. Um, and I think starting with the pandemic and onward, I've just kind of said, well, I'm just going to say yes. And Lorraine, I think also with, even when I made the website, soulfulliving.com, which was my first kind of four way into let me try something. I gave myself a date to publish it. And I thought, okay, here goes. People might look at this and say, what is she doing? You know, why is she doing this? And then I thought, that's all right. You know, not everybody is, is going to cheer you on and not everybody even needs to. Um, so I love that. I'm going to tack on to that hesitancy. Goodbye. You know. Uh, I have to say, I was thinking about what to leave behind because um, you had mentioned thinking about that. And um, I'm happy to say there's not too much in 2022. 2022 was pretty good for me um, all the way around. Of course, there were some down spots, but nothing that I would say was um, rough enough to feel like I need to leave it behind. Um, now, that's not the case for like 21 or 20. There were definitely some rough things in there that I would say I left, I would leave behind. Um, the only thing I, that came to mind at all was we had um, a shakeup at work, um, more to the point where we were going to have to possibly move. And just the idea for me of packing up our entire office and trying to move all of our crates and all of our supplies and all of our things to a new place. Um, I was really stressed out for, for a couple of months while that whole discussion um, and the possibility of that was going on. Uh, my boss was looking at other um, offices in the area and he would come in every day and throw, what do you think about this office? What do you think about that one? Is this too far? Is this too close? That kind of thing. 
So it was it was really stressful for a while. Now in the end, it worked out. Uh, a company that we work with in uh, Seoul, Korea, uh, ended up saying, "We don't want you guys to move. We want you to stay where you are. We rely on you being there. We rely on the warehouse that you have." Um, so they came in and kind of saved the day and helped us with the rent, uh, which was the reason initially the rent had doubled. And so that was the initial reason we were going to leave. And through their help, uh, now we can stay. So the ending ended up being a good ending. Now, I don't have to pack up, you know, just months and months worth of files and and uh, just everything you can imagine, uh, supplies and things. Um, so although it ended up in the end being a good thing, that's the only thing I could think that, oh, I, I, I want to leave that behind, that whole stressful period uh, when we had to think about it and we had to plan for what we would do. If it happened, it just was a couple of months of sheer stress. So that would be the only thing um, I would leave behind. But I still consider myself very lucky because if that's the worst thing, that's not too bad at all. Well, what about like, do you do you make resolutions? Do you kind of go... Okay, it's New Year's Eve. Here's my resolutions. I do. Not a lot, just a couple. And I I will tell you, and maybe this is something I've learned a little bit, that I was very disappointed in myself last year because one of my resolutions I really wanted to stick to, I didn't. And in past years, if I had done that, I would just been like, well, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. So just move on, you know, come think of something else. But now I'm like, you know what, Lynn? All right, so maybe you didn't do it in 2022. Gosh darn it, that's going to be my resolution again in 2023. And I'm going to see maybe if this year I can really work on it. And just to fill you in, what it was is it's something as simple as most of my life, I was a voracious reader. I Books, I just love books. I read book after book. And I found in the last couple of years, so I would say 2021 to 2022, I ended up almost stopping reading. It was really bad. And I and it's because of television. You know, there was things on Netflix and there are things on HBO Max and they're all interesting. And I will say that I've learned from a lot of what I've seen. And um, so it wasn't like just terrible TV. There were some really good things on there that I was watching and, and learning from. But it was taking way too much of my time. And I wasn't leaving any time for reading. And last year, I kind of promised myself that maybe I would turn the TV off at 10 p.m. and read from 10 to 11, you know, and then go to bed. And that didn't happen. But unlike what I would have done maybe in years past, this year, I'm like, no, 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 you're going to try that again. And I am going to try that again. You know, I'm going to try in 2023 to get back to that, to get back to saying, yeah, TV is cool and it's fun and I can learn, cool, you know, great things from some of the documentaries I watch and things like that. But I have lost that love of reading and I want that back. So I need to focus on that this year. See, then I think that you, what you're leaving behind in 2022 is um, giving up on something that you want to do. Do you know what that I mean? You're great. Just, yeah, no, I like it. You know, absolutely. What about you little Rosie down in the left-hand corner? <laughs> well, on my, <laughs> my screen, computer I'm on screen. the right-hand corner. <laughs> 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 oh, you're funny. Uh, you know, I'm having a flashback. I'm having a flashback to this time last year when we had this little group meeting at the end, remember? And we were talking yeah. about, oh, I think it was maybe the question was a little bit different. You were saying, oh, what do you want to have happen next year that's um, 
instead of, you know, what are you leaving behind? But I think in essence, maybe that's the same question. <laughs> I think. My answer is the same. And it's not as philosophical as you guys. I'm, I want to leave behind the state of Washington. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to leave the state behind yes. now for another year. <laughs> Are you listening, God? Roseanne wants to yeah. say goodbye to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as we laugh about that, it's, it is really just the honest to God truth. <laughs> I know. So I know. And, and let's, we're all every, you know what? The whole Soulful Connections community can join together and send out positive vibes that Rosine gets out of Washington. And I will say that, you know, that really it ha it has power. That really does have power because I think, you know, it's one of the reasons why even being gone from the chamber I think I kind of manifested it. You know, I didn't, I certainly didn't manifest maybe a loss of dignity or the way in which it, it happened. But I certainly think that I kind of manifested. Yeah, I'm done. And when you're done, you're done, you know, and I do. onward, I know. onward, yes. you know, and I, mm. I kind of, Linda, I know exactly what you're saying too about the reading because I went through that same period where, you know, I tell my kids I was a reader because we didn't have so many alternatives, you know? And I think when you get to be, then you're a parent and you're this and you're that, and it's really easy. Books are a discipline, you know? And so I did the same thing a couple of years ago. And even now, you know, I make myself read every day, but I don't make myself read a lot every day. It can take me months to read a book, um, but I make myself do it. You know, I do like a little thing in the morning where I make myself, I love rituals. So in the morning, you know, I do some yoga and I meditate and I, I make myself learn stuff a little Spanish, which you would think that I would be good at because I'm married to somebody who speaks Spanish, <laughs> but I'm not. Um, so I let my, and then I make myself read and I'm, I'm, I do love kind of checklists and rituals. So, you know, but I love, I, I agree with you, Lynn. I, I make myself do that too. I, I love adding books into my world. But let me tell you, I don't I went down, What was that? When I went down the shore, um, that was the one week uh, with my family that I read. And I read like three books in that week. Wow. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I miss it. You're like, you yes. feel the actual nurturing of your soul almost. And I was like, oh my goodness, I miss reading like this. And yet I came home and, and fell back right into my, you know, old TV watching ways. But yeah, but I, I think that you actually I, kept your um resolution because you read three books some people don't do that in a year <laughs> right you know but still a little different from saying at 10 o'clock i'm gonna turn off the tv and go read. oh yeah but no right, I, at least I, I got some in there exactly and what about um you know I, and by the way roseanne 
last year we did do a whole thing where I had like almost everybody who was on the podcast and we kind of gathered. But what's happened, which is so great, is that the podcast, I've had more and more guests on and they're coming from all over and it's such a fabulous, wonderful thing, but it just is almost too much for, you know, one podcast. And then I was going to take little excerpts from every podcast I've done and string them together. And then I decided that, you know, my editing skills need work and I decided not to do that. Plus, you know, it was boring as I was listening, you know, just me taking one little sentence here and there. I don't know. I'm not really a best of lover. I've decided that's one of my unpopular opinions because people love best ofs. I don't know. Um, so Lorraine, do you make New Year's resolutions? I do. And it was so funny what Linda said because reading more has been one of mine, again, for the past couple of years. And I just said to Becca, because she's home, I'm like, okay, we are going to be better. We're going to sit down and read i mean when she's at college she doesn't have as much time to read but she's a big reader too and you know i go shopping for books all the time i have so many books yeah. i could open my own bookstore library because i love looking for books and finding something and i get excited about it at that minute and then i come home you know i'm tired um so i tend to my brain doesn't like function when I would sit down to read, which would be at night, which is too late. I need to like re rearrange and take the time on, you know, more on weekends, like just carve out the time and say, this is what I'm going to do. Um, so that's one. Um, the other one is a lot, you know, spend more time with, you know, family, like see my sister more. I mean, she lives close, but we rarely get together. Um, stuff like that. And it's usually the same resolutions every year. Um, but this year there's a little bit more, like I said, leaving that hesitancy behind. I feel like I'm setting more tangible resolution, yeah. which yeah. I think will help. And maybe I need to, like you had said, like deadlines. I need to give myself not this, I'm going to do this sometime. I'm going to read more. I need to like set, like, like Lynn said, 10 to 11 at night or that's late for me, but <laughs> you know, I, I get up. I get up at 4:50 a.m. for work when I work the next day. So, um, so that's usually when my brain. But I need to like set like more tangible deadlines, or even just like levels, like this by this point, steps or something. I guess. Yeah. No, I get that because I think I started doing this thing. Um, again, I think it was like during the pandemic, which by the way, I almost forget not from 2019 to now, it seems like it's been one long year. So when I talk about the pandemic, I start forgetting what year it was. I know it was in there, yeah. <laughs> but I decided that I was going to, I was really good at keeping my commitments to other people, but I wasn't great at keeping my commitments to myself. And I just decided I'm keeping my commitments to myself. So this person I want to be, or this person I say I am, I'm actually going to be that person. I'm not going to be that person in two weeks. I'm going to be that person now. 
and do what that person would do, you know? I, um, but you guys, have you read any um, books <laughs> of your three? <laughs> <laughs> That are no, good. Like, no what? books. <laughs> Can we talk any... about Instagram though? We could probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say, I read a book that was so powerful when I was on vacation. I only read one, Lynn. I didn't read three. I read one and I was, and by the way, it wasn't even one. I had started it well before my vacation, but I finished it. Um, Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson, which I know I've referenced before, but wow it was so powerful and it was nonfiction. and um i only say that because i love fiction i think we learn so much from fiction as well but this book just talks about our prison system and he does it in such a an amazing and profound way and it was gritty and hard to read sometimes but so important and i just feel like if there's one book out there that right now I'm feeling should be required reading for Americans, that would be my choice, you know? So what about like, is there any form of media? It doesn't have to be um, a book. It could be a movie or a series or a piece of art, or is there, you know how I said this should be like, I encourage everybody to read this book. Is there anything that a song that you guys think this is what other people, and it could just be because it's like such a great song or it's going to make you dance. What do you think guys? Uh, well, one of the three books I read down the shore, uh, one of those really uh, impacted me. And I would also recommend now, I think I've already told you guys in a prior podcast that I am really big into autobiographies. I just love to read people's lives and how they got to where they are. So one of the books I read um, down the shore was Unprotected. And it's a story uh, that Billy Porter went through. I don't know if you guys know who Billy Porter is. Yes. But it's the story of his life growing up in Pittsburgh. And it's just heartbreaking and yet phenomenal. And um, it's wondrous. And what he's able to do with where he starts in life, um, not only being poor and a a black young boy with a single mom, but the fact that he was gay and, you know, all the kids knew it and the bullying and just what he went through his entire life to finally get himself to where he is now um, was a really fantastic read and a really good lesson about life and, and standing up for yourself and standing up for your dreams um, and what you really want to do. So that's definitely a book that I would recommend. Oh, I love that. What about you, Lorraine and Linda? I mean, Lorraine and Roseanne. <laughs> I guess um, I, I I did read a I did read a book. No, I read it. I did read a few. Um, but the one that I read, it's like I've always been interested in like like I think in my next life I'll be like a detective or something. Like I like the police shows and I watched this. Um, show it's called on patrol live which follows real police departments in real time um and so like i've always been like the law enforcement detectives fbi all that stuff but um a book i read autobiography of a police officer who was shot just sort of traffic stop shot in the face and just his recovery like a just what his job is you know 
which is harder than a lot of people think. But then just that, you know, someday they go out and they get shot. But I think I kind of resonate with it because of, you know, all the trauma I've been through in the past. And, you know, that I think, okay, you know, this person put, had a way worse, came through way more. And then I feel less sorry for myself. <laughs> I mean, Lorraine, you had it pretty bad. So just in case somebody's hearing the podcast for the first time, Lorraine was in a tremendously horrible automobile accident that had... Um, you know, the recovery of which is still ongoing, yeah. you know, surgeries and procedures. And so um, that's pretty traumatic. Yeah. And honestly, I think when I think about all of the podcasts I want to do in the future, trauma, we've talked about it. I've talked about it with all, with all three of you and Lorraine and I just talked about it more recently. Um, just that trauma, the trauma um, of even an experience that you can't remember, but mm -hmm. cellular trauma and the trauma, you know, we, we have all levels of consciousness and understanding. So trauma lives with us in a way that we, I don't think that we really talk about enough. And I think, I think it was you, Roseanne, we were talking also about, you know, we come from the generation where it's kind of like, horrible things can happen and it's it's like okay come on get up move, move on we aren't you know our kids will talk about something and they'll recognize this trauma we weren't trained that way we were trained to completely have a horrifying thing happen and then to just kind of shake it off not address and it not think about it, it toughen up right. <laughs> yeah right yeah that is true. Yeah. I, I think that that is really something that we can talk about. What about you, Roseanne? It well, doesn't have last, to be a book. Yeah. Well, we'll stay on that subject a little bit. But the um, if you haven't found uh, Edith Eager, if you haven't, um, you know, if you haven't read anything that she's read or watched her podcast, uh, you know, I just really, really zoned in on her over the last year or two. Um, her book, The Gift and the Choice, um, to me, like you said, Amanda, a book that should be required reading. Those two should be required reading. And it's just a matter of, you know, how to how to take what's happening and get and get through your life with it. You know, like we just said, you yeah, toughen up. Yeah, toughen up. But how your coping skills and how to find those coping skills. And um, she is brilliant. And the other thing I love about her that inspires me is that she completely changed her career later in life. You know, she was in her fifties and was like, I'm going back to school. I'm going to be a, you know, I'm going to be a psychologist. And, and I think so often I'm 57, like, I, I, I don't, I, I can't start now, but she's like, well, I'm 85 and I started when I was 60 and she just really inspires me to think, you know what, we really can, we really can start all over again and do something different. But but her, she's so insightful and I've gotten really hooked on all of her podcasts and all of, um, you know, just following her on social media and she's just really inspirational. So if you haven't found her, find her. She's really a special, pretty special woman with, with an amazing story, amazing history of really trauma in her life that she overcame, you know, a, a Holocaust victim and just, she's just extraordinary. So that's... Um, 
yeah, it's something I would, I would, I would look at. And that's been a year of just sort of following her around. Um, she's really cool for an older lady. <laughs> I love it. I love both of those things. I love a finding meaning in what happens to you. And I certainly don't ever think it's too late to do anything because I just think you're here. It, even if you don't finish it, so what the journey just start it, you know? And again, Lorraine and I were talking recently and we were like, why not just do it? Just do it. It doesn't have to, you know, I think sometimes we also think, but it has to be perfect or I have to be ready or it has to be resonant for other people. And the truth is you really only need to please ultimately yourself, you know? Um, and if you want to do it, it probably should be done unless you are a serial killer. <laughs> then I feel like, no, <laughs> think twice. <laughs> you know, and also Roseanne, we were talking before and I stand by this, that we have this thing, um, I don't know if it's in the US or, or I don't know if it's a human thing where we're, it's always so important to be happy. Happiness right, is everything right. and your life should be happy. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I I have come to believe it. your life should have meaning. You're not really going to be happy all of the time. You're gonna be sad and frustrated and hopeless and angry and excited and all of those things but you know to me for me it's all about a search for purpose and meaning and you know purpose you I you talked about Instagram Roseanne mm -hmm. I follow on Instagram blue zones maybe we should all give a good like who do we follow or what do we follow on Instagram <laughs> that's good and if you're not following blue zones or Dan Butner follow him or follow blue zones because the blue zones are these places in the world I think there are nine of them that National Geographic studied because people live in these places and they're like riding their bicycles to work at 92 and you know all of these crazy things and it's really interesting because they find what are the keys to longevity and Want, the people in Okinawa live for a very long time, although that's changing because now they have fast food restaurants there, but I digress. Um, and one of the things that they have that keeps them going is what they call ikigai. And ikigai means purpose. And your purpose could be, I love to be around my family. That drives me every day. I get up because I want to be around my family. Or it could be, I love writing, you know, whatever it is that you love, that you're passionate about, that gets you up in the morning, like do more of that. That probably should be all of our new year's resolutions, you know? Yeah, you're right. And what's with the, you know, the things like, I think, oh, this year I'm going to, I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to do more yoga. And, you know, I, I really did walk a lot this year. 
yeah. I, I got into it and and I was so happy when I was walking I was so happy after I walked and you know the second the weather turned south yeah I'm not walking <laughs> I'm yeah not going no I hear there. you <laughs> but, but I could I could you know gear up and go out there but you know why is it that those things that you love to do and they make you feel so much better you don't fit them in yeah you know I think after I do yoga I'm like oh gosh that was so great and the next day I'm like yeah I, you, I don't fit it in why don't I fit that in um it's 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 just ridiculous really yeah it really is it's so interesting that we don't so Right. Just to put ourselves first. That's, you know, the bottom line. It's so yeah. hard to put yourself first. We've been mm -hmm. taught our whole lives that, you know, everybody else comes first, work comes first, your kids come first, your husband comes first. It, it's just, it is hard to flip that switch a little bit to say, no, 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 wait a minute. I need to put myself first. So yeah, I am going to take that walk or I am going to go do the yoga, but it's, I get it, Roseanne. It's hard. It's hard to do. Yeah, it's like after all my chores are done, I'll do this. Right, and right. and then are your chores ever done? <laughs> of course not. Well, I gotta no. say, except for Amanda. I never do chores. <laughs> <laughs> I hate chores. And so my chores are never done because I never do them. But you guys are a lot more diligent than I am. So I have to accept the premise that some people do their chores before they do other things. <laughs> That's not even on my New Year's resolution because I just, you know, don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy chores. <laughs> what can I tell you? Well, I'll tell you one thing that should probably be on everybody's New Year's resolution list. And by the way, I one I'm just going to say one more thing about the resolutions because I do hear people saying I don't make them and I don't like them and I love fresh starts to me it's just another opportunity to kind of be intentional you know I think um I get excited by intentionality is that a word let's <laughs> make it one if it's not I get I don't really want to float along in life I really want to be intentional and I think that for me having an end and a beginning helps me to kind of regroup, reset and, you know, move forward. And I get excited by that. I want to make this year different than last year. I want to keep challenging myself and keep asking things of myself, you know? So I get excited by New Year's resolutions, but I will also say, if you don't have a tribe like I do, get one. Reach out, make a connection, write a note, reach back towards somebody you used to know or get to know somebody new because I am looking at you beautiful faces and I'm so happy to have you. The reason why I can say oh, I had this traumatic experience where these people said, you know, you're gone from this 33-year career and I was able to function because I have a tribe. I have myself, which is marvelous, as you know. <laughs> um, 
but I have these people who I can say, you guys, this is how I'm feeling or this is what I'm faced with. And it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong or upbeat or negative or in crisis or in joy. You three are always and have always been there for me. And I'm so thankful. I really am so thankful for that. And I hope for anyone listening that they can have people in their lives like I have in mine. So thank you. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It, may, it makes a difference to, to have the support there, you know, for anything and everything. I feel like, you know, like we've talked, you know, any topic, any subject, any problem, you know, it makes a difference to, to know you've got people to go to and to support you. Yeah. With complete honesty. You yes. Know, there's nothing really to hide. And yeah, it's great. That's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. I mean, honestly, that's the, that's the gift. When we are together, there isn't really any artifice. There's nothing that I'm saying thinking, oh, are they going to do something with this information or is something, right. bad? <laughs> right. you know, it's like, it's, oh, we're going to do something with it. <laughs> <laughs> what could publish a book about me? That would be a bestseller. <laughs> but, you know, I think there is this, I mean, we do have a gift. I think we have an extra gift in that longevity because there is something when you've been around people that you've seen as, you know, toddlers or very young children I don't know how you actually would put on some sort of, if I started acting like somebody else, I think you guys would wonder what I was doing, you know? <laughs> so I think it's important to have really a luxury. Who, what was that? I think it's a luxury that we have this friendship seriously, because uh, I have so many other friends of mine who when I tell them that I have three really close friends um, from first grade, you know, they're like, they, they're shocked. They, they really are. They're shocked. They're like, I don't, I don't have friends with my elementary, you know, with anybody I went to elementary school with. So I always really think of it. And I'm always like, kind of when I'm like, well, I do. So it makes me feel really good. And I just feel like it's a luxury that we have all known each other. Like you're saying for such a young age, um, and really grown, literally grown up together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we all know, you know, who the other person is and how genuine they are and how they'll always be there for us. So um, it, it's a it's a huge blessing that we have. And, and I feel a little, actually a little sorry for the people who tell me that they're not friends with anybody from elementary school anymore. It's, it's kind of a shame. Yeah, we know each other's stories, I think is what it really boils down to. It's, it's, there's such a history there. I mean, I know your family, your brothers and sisters, you know, the house you grew up in. It's just, there's such a history that, you know, is very, very special. And, you know, even um, as when we were single and we hung out and did stuff and then we got married and had kids and then we did stuff with the kids and our kids did stuff with your kids, my kids did stuff with your kids. And, and it, it's just that there's been this evolution over such a long period of time. So yeah, it's like, there's nothing to hide in it because it's just, it's been such an open book for so many years. Yeah, it's very, yeah. I think it's pretty unique. I, I do, I think it's pretty unique. I, I mean, you know, there's 
We know each other like inside and out. You know, mm -hmm. there's nothing to hide. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's all mostly good. But, you know, right. <laughs> know like what everybody has gone through, you know, trials, tribulations. And it's just so honest, I feel, which, you know, there's like nothing we can't say. Well, think about it. You know, we've been to weddings, our weddings, our yeah. we've been to funerals. You yeah. know, it's sort of this whole walk of life, you know, that gone gone through together that's that's pretty mm -hmm. remarkable yeah and it's also that you guys are interested you know I have to say I always I like to give myself a giant pat on the back because I always tell people I chose really well <laughs> because <laughs> if I met you guys now and we had a conversation I would think I like this person. You know, yeah. we can talk about politics and religion and family and life. And we, we, there is no topic that's off limits, that's off the table. And, you know, I find our conversations thought provoking and interesting. And we can, so that's a really, incredible um incredible thing too the fact that you know it's not just our conversations aren't just tied to the past they're rooted they're rooted in the past but they live in the present and um it really really is very special and there was something else I was going to say and unfortunately I forget <laughs> Because <laughs> you know what's you know what's really cool too is that there's I don't know there's just like no competition there's no competition there's no putting on an artifice there's just and I and I think it is because it all started so early you know this this groups all started so early and Amanda you're part of the common denominator because you know for a long time I didn't see Linda and for a long time I didn't see Lorraine. And, you know, then, you know, when I became a hairdresser, everybody's back in my life every month, you know, because I'm doing everybody's hair and it's the greatest thing, you know, and then you're bringing your kids in and we're all seeing each other at my house and, and it just all evolves, but there is always that like one common denominator person who sort of pulls, pulls a group, you know, we're all friends for different reasons in different time periods, but, but, you know, it's just nice that there's just sort of you know, there's other friendships where it's like, you know, you hide things. I'm not going to tell her that, you know, but I never think that with you three, like, I'm going to tell you. And, you know, I know that even if you disagree, you're still going to love me. <laughs> so oh, Roseanne, <laughs> you just reminded me of what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. I think that that is really it. I think that I can deal with you know, when I said, oh, I put it out there and know that people might think I'm crazy or whatever it is that somebody else would think, I don't fully care because I have my people. So I think it that authenticity that we share actually helps me to be fully authentic wherever I am because I don't need to please because I already have such a cushion. I already have such you know, power, a powerful, um, I don't know, like when you jump out of, out of a building and then the people run and they have this 
thing that catches you, you know, those old cartoons. <laughs> That's what I feel you guys are so that I can be fully myself, fully authentic. You know me, I'm opinionated. I speak my mind. There's definitely a group that doesn't find that refreshing. Hard to believe, I know. Um, but I know that I have you guys. And so that is really, that's a gift too, because it allows me to actually live in a way that's confident because I have that. So and I, I keyed on, on one of the things Roseanne said, which was the, there's no competitiveness here. And that's so true. And for me, it's sometimes sad when I see other friendships, whether they're even conscious about it or unconscious about it, there are times where they'll tear each other down and we prop each other up. Our whole friendship is about propping the other one up at all times in all situations. And I thank God for that every day um, because sadly I've seen situations with some friendships that it's not that way. Um, so I just think it's wonderful how our whole goal for each other is to always prop each other up, always hold that person up and, and never in any way to denigrate or, or push anybody down for any reason. Exactly. Love that. Yeah, I do too. I love it. Well, on that note, I'm going to say thank you for wrap. You know, you always are up for my shenanigans too, because here you are willing to be part of a podcast, no matter what you've been through during the day. Um, I so appreciate it. And I will say I wouldn't be happy wrapping up 2022 with any other people so thank you so much guys and um you know expect me to call upon you in 2023 as well <laughs> thank you we'll be ready thank you thank you hey thanks for listening giant thank you goes out to show advisor roseanne griffiths the talented musician bill aronson who wrote, produced, performed the Soulful Connections theme song. And a thank you goes out to Brad Sanders for creating the Soulful Connections logo. Love it. That's new this year. So much gratitude to these guys and to my friends and family who continue to listen and guide me. And once again, to you for listening. I would love to hear from you. Please shoot me an email at soulfullife at gmail.com. That's S-O-L-F-U-L-L-I-F-E at gmail.com.